Hello, and welcome to Code Conversations, a podcast series from ACNM Magazine that focuses on interpreting the National Electrical Code. I'm Ellen Parson, Editor-in-Chief of ACNM, and I'm sitting down today with NEC expert Russ LeBlanc to discuss some of the most significant changes to the 2023 edition of the Code, all in 10 minutes or less. Most of you probably already know Russ. He's a master electrician, electrical instructor, trainer, certified electrical inspector, and longtime contributor and code consultant to ECNM Magazine, bringing you some of our most popular pieces of content, including what's wrong here, moving violations videos, and illustrated code catastrophes. So for today's episode, we're gonna discuss tamper-resistant receptacles in section 406.12. So let's start with what changed with section 406.12 that's so important to understand, Russ. Tamper-resistant receptacle requirements have expanded to include even more areas accessible to children, adults, patients, and other occupants who may not have awareness of the dangers posed by receptacles. Just as a reminder, 406.12 only applies to 15 amp and 20 amp, 125 volt and 250 volt non-locking receptacles. So what do you think uh, prompted this change and you know why, why was it brought forward? to provide a better level of protection against shock and burn injuries in even more areas where children and the general public are present. It also includes more areas where adults who may not have the mental capacity to fully understand the hazards involved with receptacles are present, including psychiatric hospitals, nursing homes, substance abuse, rehab facilities, and group homes. Okay, well, that's interesting. So what specific code language changed that may be the most useful for our listeners to pay attention to? Actually, another significant and related change occurred in section 406.4D5 when it comes to replacing receptacles. Tamper-resistant receptacles are not required to be installed where aluminum wiring is directly terminated on a CO slash ALR rated replacement receptacle. And non-grounding receptacles can also still be replaced with another non-grounding, non-tamper-resistant receptacle. To the best of my knowledge, neither of these types of receptacles are manufactured in a tamper-resistant version. Okay. Well, it looks like the revision in section 406.12 encompasses a lot of applications, um, boathouses, mobile homes, manufactured homes, garages, accessory buildings, childcare facilities, and hotels, as you talked about before. So can you break down this into what are the main takeaways for this revision with all of these different applications that we're dealing with? Yes. One big change is the common areas of multifamily dwellings are apparently no longer covered by this rule. Mm. That may have been an unintentional result of all the re revisions made okay. to this section, but common areas of multifamily dwellings are no longer mentioned. Mm. There are many other areas covered by this rule that were not previously covered, including the ones we've already mentioned, as well as fitness centers, residential care and assisted living facilities, foster care facilities, and areas of agricultural buildings accessible to the general public, including any common areas. Mm -hmm. Informational note two was revised to direct code users to building codes for more information on occupancy classifications. And informational note three was added to provide guidance on which areas of agricultural buildings would be included, such as petting zoos, stables, and buildings used for educational or recreational purposes. Other examples may include 
pumpkin patches, Christmas tree farms, and other similar venues where children and adults may visit. Well, it definitely sounds like that's a, those are a lot of applications to deal with, so it would be really important to talk to your local AHJ on those, to, just considering all of those different applications. Um, it looks like we're out of time for today. I'd like to thank Russ for sharing his unique insights from the field and industry knowledge with us today. In closing, I'd also like to thank Managing Editor Ellie Coggins and Associate Editor Michael Morris for editing and putting these podcasts together, making this valuable information available to all of our readers and listeners. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. That's it for today's Code Conversation. Please let me know if you have any pressing NEC podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. And don't forget to check out our website for more great content resources for electrical construction professionals. Thank you and have a great day.